Captain on deck. Greetings from inside the simulacra. We got Captain Hicks here. And, uh, you know, this is a, a special moment because we had a series finale. What, one of the, the best series. I think it was the water cooler show of this particular moment in time. You know, well, we had Stranger Things ended. And uh, it was before House of Dragons started. So I think Better Call Saul was the water cool sh cooler show there for a little while. And um, I never would have thought that Breaking Bad would have ever been eclipsed. And I'm not saying Better Call Saul was a better series, but in some ways the the final the final half of the set of the sixth season, was even better than Breaking Bad in some ways. Um, I think it was a more complete ending. There were some things that the whole idea of Walter, you know, trying to, he had to pay for his sins, right? He broke bad. He had to pay for his sins. And we had to, we had to see that conclusion. And with Jimmy, Jimmy's arc was different. And Jimmy, Jimmy was breaking good. And so it's probably easier for, for from a storytelling standpoint from uh, Gould and Gilligan uh, to be able to craft that. Um, and, you know, Better Call Saul was a little tough. There was a moment there where I thought, gosh, am I going to continue Better Call Saul? Uh, it was like in season one, season one, midway point of season one, I, you know, I was liking how they were setting it up with uh, Jimmy, slipping Jimmy, how we got the slipping Jimmy and Jimmy McGill. And, uh, and then it's all good, man. You know, with his little, little, little slang. It's all good, man. And then he turned that into his name later. But there was a moment in the beginning where I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There was uh, the skateboard kids. And there was just a couple things. I, I understood they had to have the Chuck character to um, show why Jimmy became Saul. It's because of Chuck. Chuck was a hard ass, had a stick up his ass. He was a freak. And uh, there's a reason why uh, Jimmy wanted to get outside of that shadow. And he, he was great, you know. And the performance uh, McKeon did was great. But I just, that that whole part of the story just was tough, especially the early part, seeing Saul just get stepped on and kicked in the face. And, and just when people aren't appreciated and, you know, especially Jimmy having to get a law license in Samoa, you know. So it was a little tough. But by about a couple of episodes into season two, it started to really find itself. And then it built and it grew and it built and it grew. And I would say about the end, not only, and other of my friends have said the same thing, not only did it, did it rival Breaking Bad, but in some ways it eclipsed it because the, con, the cons him and Kim were playing, especially on the revenge on Howard, was just so much fun. 
And Howard is one of those guys that all of us want to see that corporate, soulless, um, you know, somebody that's all style, no substance, all materialism. You want to see that that tanning booth, bleach blonde hair, Armani suit with the Rolex guy within the Beamer. Now it's a Tesla. You want to see that guy fucked with a little bit. You just do. And and that's really what made it in the final in the final season. And plus the Salamanca crime family bringing in Lalo. Lalo is one of the best villains in history. Uh television history. Definitely the best villain. I think Lalo was more entertaining than Gus Fring. Um Sorry, they're they're trying to call me on deck. Whoops. Um, but we're going to continue with Saul. Saul is uh, one of those shows that built and built and grew. It's kind of like the Bob Odenkirk career. Bob Odenkirk, if you look at his history, he, he started out as a writer. His first credit is like an audience member in Saturday Night Live. And he wrote on the Ben Stiller show. He wrote on the Larry Sanders show. He wrote on Saturday Night Live. He wrote on the Andy Dick show. He wrote. He he wrote on. Uh, 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 he he did so. His his writing credits are like a Hall of Fame writing. He was on Conan. He did a lot of late shows, and he just plugged away and plugged away and plugged away, to a point where, you know. I don't even think they had that. And I, and I think I read some things that they didn't really have a, a long-term um, objective for Saul and he was just so good. And they just kept writing for him and writing for him to the point where he became a critical character in Breaking Bad through the five seasons. And then he became the spinoff. I mean, no, there were so many other ways they could have gone with a Breaking Bad spinoff at that point. And we did El Camino, which was okay. The movie with Jesse Pinkman, that was okay. It wasn't tremendous. It was it was okay. It was serviceable. Um, but Saul Saul was so good, and the ending was so good, and it was really tight. And I loved how they he flipped the script, and we we thought it was just setting you up like what a bastard it was like four episodes like what a bastard oh you know there's a reason why he's a cretin and kim doesn't want to be with him anymore but the the way they flipped the script was so great and uh just the 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 scene with kim at the end was just poetic i think those two sharing a smoke on a on a balcony or leaning against a wall is just it's an iconic uh, image and film in my mind now and they the Kim character really elevated Better, Better Call Saul to a next level see with Breaking Bad I always was annoyed with Skyler I felt like Breaking Bad was one of the great shows in history and we had to deal with like Junior sometimes bothered me and Skylar bothered me, but everybody else was great. You know, Hank, I mean, come on, Hank and, and Gus and the Salamancas and Tuco and Jesse and, and, you know, Skinny Pete and Badger. I mean, those guys, all of it, that, 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 uh, 
the, the crackhead uh, uh, hooker and all the ATMs. There was just so many things. But in my ranking of all-time dramatic series, Breaking Bad is number one. But I have to I have to bookend uh, six seasons of Better Call Saul, and I'm just gonna bleed that into one big series. And together, they are the best two dramatic series one two a b his hers yin yang of all time so um and the writing the 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 direction the way they shoot those scenes and where they have they tie they always mirror the beginning with the end it's just poetry it's just poetry and um it's not just the writing is so good the cinematography the direction, the character development, the casting. I don't think they've ever had a, a bad cast member in, in, in both the shows. Um, I, I'd have to really get picky um, to, 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 you know, point out somebody that I thought was not working. Everybody worked every there. There's something it's kind of like the new England Patriots in football or the Golden State Warriors in basketball, when you have an organization, especially, and I think that's where Saul benefited, they really had worked through how to be showrunners and the script writing and bring in the right directors and to a perfection. And that's why everybody's clamoring, what's the next thing? And, and I've heard, you know, they're going to do uh, you know, a Jesse show, a Kim show, you know, I, I have my own ideas. I'm, I'm working on something myself. Actually, I got a treatment I'm going to send into Golden Gilligan. Um, but I want more. And that tells you that that's a great show. I put this up there with Maverick too, because, you know, the beauty of it is there's a lot of diversity and it all is authentic and it works. And there's a lot of, you know, they're talking about some issues in society and and um, but there's no agenda. It's it's all feels very authentic and real. And it's 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 all about the storytelling and it's all about um, having everything be authentic and real and plausible. And, and they don't really they don't they don't mess with the fans and the thing that I really appreciated is at the end of the whole series, they had this little segment where everybody thanked the fans. And that's what it's all about. And that's what, you know, Maverick got right. And we're starting to see this shift. The pendulum is shifting. And you got to remember when you have these franchises that your fan base, you know, in, in business, it's always been the customer's always right, right? And now in a lot of these other franchises, they're blaming the fans. They're blaming the fans for ratioing uh, the trailers for rings of power and, and making a mockery of uh, she Hulk and, and, you know, Ms. Marvel, terrible garbage. And, you know, people are just tired and, and they're just not going to watch anymore. I, there's a lot of franchises that are off the captain's list. Never going to watch any Star Wars. Again, I'm done with Star Wars until it's until I hear something that they have made a 180 degree turn. 
But I, this particular mode of Star Wars, Star Trek, Kirkman's Trek, blah. Um, you know, um, MCU. Forget it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm done. But you know, we got things like Saul, and we got Maverick, and we got certain things. We got the offer. We have certain things that have been so well done. There is hope for storytelling. And I think a lot of the franchises of old have been ruined. But also, I will say, there is some content out there. A friend of mine was saying, hey, have you seen you know Station Eleven? Station Eleven was great. Um, I really enjoyed that. Was it Station Eleven or Twelve? I can't remember. But it was set in this dystopian world where like everybody involved in it was an actor and they were, you know, very progressive kind of group of survivors. And, but the whole, you know, virtue signaling and, and uh, woke narrative worked within that framework of that original creative message. So I was fine with it. It, it worked, it worked well and it was well, structured and i and i'm i'm cool with that just don't do that with stuff that's already established don't don't change everything all the mythos um that we hold dear what if somebody like you know what if the romans say you know we're going to take zeus and we're going to make him jupiter but he's going to be a girl now and we're going to take uh you know we're going to take apollo you know and we're going to so these are these are like sacred myths uh to us you know if the world ended today uh, a lot of people would believe you know that our, our ancestors would would say was there really a, a millennium falcon <laughs> you know where you know i wonder what it was like to hang out with hulk and thor and captain america you know because those are those were our stories and was like, well, do they really exist you know so that's what's so refreshing about saul getting back to saul it was pound for pound, episode for episode, after getting into the second season, just as good as Breaking Bad. And in some as aspects of the final six episodes, final half, uh, it was Eclipse Breaking Bad in some ways. And I can't wait to see what this team does next, because uh, the, to me, they are the best showrunners in in uh in television streaming history but never forget open your eyes